Now we got this. That whatever you want. Yeah, okay, that works. That, now you like a dick, but like, it's a fucking shit hat. That's what it is. All right. That that's good. I like that angle. That's a good angle. That's all right. The flaccid hat. <laughs> all right. You ready for this? Let's let's start. Let's start. Oh no. Ayo. Okay. Alright, right, let's starting in. Okay. Sorry, it's yeah. Alright, starting, starting in. Eleven, yes, season two, episode eleven. Yep. Alright, starting in three, two. Okay, let's not waste any more time because episode's got to run for thirty minutes. So, can you keep like a keep like a time or something like nearby? Because I know I like to talk, right? So you need to know when to like end the episode, right? Yeah, it's a forty minute. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. But what? When when the Zoom gives you the countdown that there's ten minutes left, that's when you got to fucking wrap it up. Yeah, no. When when the ten minute warning comes, all right. Starting in three, two, one. That's correct. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for the kind wishes there, Hasid. Yeah, that's right. I um yeah, I recently just completed my undergrad degree in uh Bachelor of Sports Media um at from Charles State University. So, you know, I'm officially ready now to I guess start embark on a new career as a sports uh journal or a sports reporter, um preferably in cricket, of course. But uh but yeah, that was a pretty cool milestone and um yeah, it was just nice to spend some time with the family um up in Port Macquarie. So my graduation was up there on the on the central coast of New South Wales. Um, really nice hall, very very small sort of quaint kind of ceremony, but but it was good, you know. Um, and it was just nice to I guess tick that off, you know, because now I can say that I've I've done that, and uh, I'm keen to know what opportunities lie ahead. So yeah, thank you, thank you kindly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> let's get some practice in there huh? that's that's exactly what we're here for I mean we're doing this for two th- two seasons now but uh, but no I'm keen I'm keen to get stuck into it definitely some weird matches weird matches of late so um hmm <laughs> one of <laughs> one of two just white ball in general that filth but anyway um
Ja. Hm. Hm. Ja. Ja. It's uh, I, I saw the highlights of that game uh, when the Sydney Thunder, the whole match. Pre- pre- yeah, you, you could. I mean, well, look, you know, I mean, obviously the Adelaide Strikers batted first, and they made a, they made a, you know a reasonable typical score that you'd expect in a T Twenty game, one thirty nine. And uh, to be honest, the Sydney Thunder have a pretty decent you know batting lineup. You know, they've got the likes of Alex Hales opening the batting, um, Riley Rousseau from South Africa at number three. Um, even Jason Sanger, um, you know, young uh, New South Wales, uh, you know, domestic player. He's quite popular. You know, he's he can bat a bit. Um, you know, even yeah, like even even you know, even the likes of Chris Green are all big hitters. Like they can all hit a ball. Um, and yeah, when I saw that scorecard, I almost did a double take. I was like, that's surely not right. Like that that's got to be a joke. That surely one person made fifteen, not the entire team. Um, you know, I think I think Mark War summed it up nicely, and he was like, "You are watching a professional men's uh, game, but this the scorecard resembles an under ten uh, cricket match." Um, you know, I I it's a weird one because I, I saw the scorecard, I watched the highlights because I was curious. And I'm like, how does the team get all out for only fifteen runs? Like that's that's not how it's supposed to be. And look, you know, people are gonna have all kinds of opinions. Was it was it you know was it horrible batting? Was it good bowling? Um, I would say it's a combination of both. I think, uh, you know, when I was watching, well, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, you shouldn't be, that's, it's embarrassing. It's not how it's supposed to be. But, you know, it's interesting when we talk about batting collapses like this, this is a very, it's a very, it's, I think it's like a psychological perform- phenomenon, you know, um, in test cricket it happens a lot as well. Um, you know, sometimes a team looks like they're on a, on a roll and the next minute they're like all out for 40 or 50, you know, really, really, uh, tiny scores. And I think this is a psychological thing. I think, you know, uh, the, the main guy, a guy called Henry Thornton, uh, Henry Thornton was the main bowler, the chief destroyer. He took five wickets and conceded only uh, three runs. So he was on a, on a roll, but you know, I was watching Thornton's bowling and he was just bowling like a really good test match line and length, you know, swinging it away, cutting it away. Um, getting a, you know, getting a bit of nibble and, uh, you know, like once, you know, once Matthew, uh, it was Matthew Gilks and then Riley Rousseau, when there was like a bit of a procession, what that does sometimes for a batting team is that they psychologically think that there's something happening, right? When there really isn't. And then that it's like a domino effect, right? So, and I think there was just a domino effect on steroids, um, <laughs> because you, you would think, okay, fine, you know? There were at least, there were three for five at one point. And I was like, okay, three for five is, you know, that's bad. Um, but surely there'll be like a, a, a rebuild, you know, that they're going to start. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say it was a combination of really good bowling from Henry Thornton. Like it was really nice swing. A lot of it were caught behinds as well. If you look at the number. Of... Yes. In the seven bowling. I like that. Yes. Very good. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It happens. Like it's a it's a very um look in you haven't there's a, there's a good test match between Australia and Pakistan back in the 90s where Australia were all out for like 300 odd and they got Pakistan all out for 50 and then Pakistan batted again and they got them all out for 59. So Australia won by an innings and like 100 runs. but they only scored 300 in their first innings. So like, you know what I mean? Like it's not I mean 15 is disgusting, but like it's not it's not like uh like an un- it's it's unusual for the big bash and it's unusual for T20 cricket, but like cricket as a whole has seen these things happen before and they're predominantly psychological. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, no way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ladies. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. Hmm. Yeah, well. Well. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> oh. oh no. In one in one match. That would have been out that would have been an outright win for you guys and like that that's cooked. That's the thing. It's um it's really bizarre when these things happen in cricket. It happens. Like it's it's To me it's purely psychological because what's happening here is that okay the batting team is sensing that they they're, they're collapsing the the wickets are tumbling quickly something needs to happen right and often in these situations they want to get out of jail quickly right they want to break out of prison as quickly as possible so they adopt the the hit out the, the hit out policy but obviously if you don't connect that you're just going to you're just going to give your wicket away again right yeah But here's the thing. But here's the thing. So old mate, probably if he's if he's an off spinner like me, you know, chances are he would have uh, he would have you know given a few of those you know donkey drops that the old big full toss and you know the batsman should have right and the batsman should have put it away. It's a filthy ball. It should have it should have hit the six. But due to the psychological, you know, oh I need to do something. He's he probably he probably hit a catch to like I don't know deep long on or something, right? So so this bowler is now bowling filth, but he's also getting wickets. So he now looks like a hero, you know. <laughs> mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, right. So he literally doubled his he he doubled his tally in one match, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 just how the game goes, but yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a, it's a good segue. Mm. I mean, mm. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh wait, sorry. This is the um the second the second match at the at the DY Patil Stadium. I think they're playing in uh, I think Punjab. I'm not sure where they're playing, but India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The India women, India Australia. Are oh, they playing in Mumbai? They're playing in Mumbai. Um, so India women versus Australia women. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I mean you're you're a pretty big follower of women's cricket. Um, for all the right reasons, of course. Um. <laughs> For every reason, um, <laughs> no, the women, the women's game is truly outstanding. But yeah, no, tell us about this game because I know you were like you were raving about it. But um, what went down? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mhm. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's huge. Even in yeah, I mean, even in a men's game, that's that's a huge score. Like that's that is ginormous. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna, st- just wanna stop you. I, I just want all our listeners to know that um, you will not find a bigger fan of Smriti Mandana than Hasid Pires, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this bloke never shuts up about how elegant she is as a batter, but uh, but yes, continue. She did play pretty well. She was a top scorer, but continue. <laughs> That's the kind of player. I love that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Mhm 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 Yeah mm. Oh yeah Mhm yeah, the super over. They they uh, you said that they scored twenty, right? So, 
so that's that's full on that is very that is very very full on um but I, it just goes to show how good women's cricket is and like how entertaining it is you know and the the quality of the cricket that we're witnessing um you know surprisingly in that game at least Perry had a really bad day out she only bowled one over and got smashed for 16 when she was bowling too so you know a couple of these big stars that we're used to seeing perform so well sort of just fell away so you know it means there's a lot of young talent happening uh, in and around in and around the indian and australian teams so you know that makes things really good mm. yeah okay fair yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's I think it's it's interesting you say that because like women's cricket I think compared to other sports has received a lot of support, a lot of backing, a lot of funding. Um and the prof- and you know and the professional development for some of these girls coming through is is top class like you know and and australia i mean australia has a long culture has a very strong culture of supporting women's cricket since like the 80s and 90s like you know you you speak you know you, you hear players like melanie jones and you know like all these kind of like legendary stars from like yesteryear and you know they they like lisa stelaker is another person as well um like it's very positive towards women's cricket because i mean cricket is essentially a cricket is essentially a gender neutral game like the first cricket world cup was a women's world cup um you know that right like it's just that obviously men's cricket is always overtaken which is unfortunate but it's good to see the women's game come up like and in in a big way you know in the in the women's world in the women's world cup final i think in 2020 about 90,000 people came to the mcg to watch india australia in the in the final and that was the highest yeah that was the highest attendance uh for a women's sporting match anywhere in the world so you know it's it's a credit to the teams as well yeah i'm, I'm a bit of a numbers man i i do keep a note of these i do keep a note of these things got to keep it informative but um but that's due to the fact that countries like australia england india well india india actually took a bit of time to support women's cricket more than australia and england um but once they got there you can see how talented some of these indian girls are um yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's only like what she's only 16, right? 16 or 15 years old. She's like a Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, no 100%. I think You know, and the thing is with with women's cricket especially in Australia is that like it's a viable it's actually a viable career path for a young girl. Like um I think recently or maybe a couple of years ago, you know, uh, Cricket Australia closed the pay gap between uh male and female professional cricketers in Australia. So, you know, if a young girl wants to play cricket for Australia, like she you know, she's good enough and talented enough and skilled enough, like she can go all the way, you know. And 
And what I love about Australian women's cricket is that there's a sense of consistency, there's a sense of professionalism, there's a sense of like there's a, there's a standard. You know, I'm always seeing the same names again and again. I'm seeing you know Megan Short, I'm seeing Ashley Gardner, I'm seeing uh, you know um, Al- Alana King, right? All these like they're always there, and that's good because that means that they're being that there's a there's a core group of girls, and they're the ones that are sort of holding up women's cricket. And then what that does for future generations is that you'll see, there'll be some young girl watching the women's uh, team on TV, and then she's going to think, okay, I can be the next Elise Perry. I can be the next, um, you know, Ashley Gardner. Um, and that's what we need to do, right? Like, it's it's good. It's good. And it's good that... Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, the fact that there's just more women in cricket in general, like, you know, 40, 50 years ago, every commentary box is always all male. Like, it was literally just, you know, there was a, there was a, there was a funny uh, news article I read once, and they said Australian, this is like for maybe 40 years ago, and they said Australian cricket commentary has become uh, pale, male, and stale. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It was it was an interesting headline, but you know we see the likes of Ishiguha, Melanie Jones, um, you know, like all these sort of wonderful people just coming through, and it just makes the sport better. Like cricket, cricket should have always cricket should have always been a gender neutral sport, and you know when India and Australia go battle, like it's it's great. Like there was a time there was a time where India was not actually very competitive in women's cricket. Like the their their standards are quite significantly lower compared to australia england new zealand but in the last three four years india has really come a long way um you know like and uh, you know yes yeah yeah yes yeah Yeah. That's the thing. Mm. The women's game. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it's it's cool you mentioned um, Smriti Vandana because that, that girl is honestly very, very, like, she's like world-class, world, world-class batter, averaging... 43, 43 in one day's 46 in test matches. Like, that's... With the bat, that's that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's... No. Yeah, these girls are... These girls are very strong. There's one. There's one lady I remember actually. Um, she was probably the most athletic fielder I'd ever seen. Her name was Harin Diol, and do you remember this lady, Harin Har, Harin Diol? She took this brilliant. I think she stopped a six. She stopped a six. Like you know when they goes over the rope and then they jump and then they like hit it back and then come back in. She did that. Like she she stopped the six. Then she dived back into the ground and then caught the ball with like one hand or something. So it was a potentials. Yeah, like, it was a potential six, but she had somehow turned that into a catch. So, uh, these these women are doing remarkable things, man. Um, and it makes the game, it just makes the game more attractive and more appealing. You know, you're going to see, like, 
you know, I always, yes, absolutely, in terms of the quality. <laughs> attractive meaning attractive for non-neutral, non-cricket. I think, okay, you know, you know, you put me, you put me on a bit of a tangent now because, you know, I was obviously watching. Well, maybe, but you know, if I if if there is one to me, right, personally to me. If there is one, if there are two, uh, I guess, uh, vehicles that cricket can utilize to become a truly global sport, it is number one, the women's game, and number two, t- the T20 format as a whole, okay? The, these two aspects of cricket are, to me, the fundamental keys to truly globalize cricket, because men's cricket is very much focused on the Indian subcontinent, right? Like, let, let's be real, Right. Like, you know, they say cricket's the second most popular game in the world. It's only because there's one point, you know, however many Indian people out there, right? It's a big population. But the women's game, but the women's game has really transcended, right? Like, in the World Cup, there was a Thailand women's team. I think uh, there's a Uganda women's team coming up. Like, there's all these countries that we don't normally associate with cricket embracing the game because of women, actually. It's women that are saying, hey, we want to try this game out, you know. And obviously, you know, Thailand didn't make it far, but the fact that they had a Right. Batters. Batters, we say. 2022, Hasif. There's no genders now. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? And so that's one. Number two is is obviously T20 because T20 is a format that allows, you know, up-and-coming countries to compete at least on a level f- playing field with the more established countries. Um, and, you know, I truly believe if we can develop these two aspects of the game, we can, we can hopefully call cricket the proper world game um, instead of FIFA, uh, instead of football, um, <laughs> digress, <laughs> man, switch sports, yeah, true, Sh- mm. oh, nice, yes, yes, very good, yeah, 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 Oh yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been, I've been so looking forward to this test series between Australia and South Africa. The reason is South Africa are a cricket team that always give a good fight. Like they, these guys know how to play test cricket, right? Now, you know, obviously the first, historically speaking, obviously the first test at the in the first test in Brisbane su- uh, suggested otherwise, but but you know. South Africa, a team that like, if you look at their stats, I think if you look at the numbers for Kagisa Rabada, Anrik Nokia, um, Lugingiri, all these balls, it almost mirrors the Australians. Um, you know, and a couple of these Australian players don't even know how to face the South Africans. I mean, Kagisa Rabada is always getting Kawaja out. He's always getting Warner out, right? Um, I'll be waiting for this series. I, I, I generally believe it's going to be a good series. And the fact that South Africa are now 1-0 down after the Gabba test... That's only going to make them more hungry to play harder, man. Like, that's how South Africans are. Like, they don't, they don't back down. They, actually, in the 2008-09 series, I think South Africa was like 1-0 down in that test series against Australia. And then they came back and won at like 3-1 or 2-1 or something. It was, it was incredible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, if we talk about the first test at the Gabba, I mean, yes, you know, it was pretty embarrassing the way both teams played. Um, but then obviously if you look at the highlights, you know, that pitch was definitely weird. Um, I mean, yes, you know, some people argue, well, you know, hang on, Travis Head made 92, 
but he did off 96 balls. So, you know, Travis Head was batting in a way that wasn't test match standard, only because if he had tried to, like, block and stay there, he probably would have popped one into the slips of the gully, right? So, you know, I mean, the ICC labeled that pitch as below standard anyway. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, yeah. It, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like funny, but it doesn't look good for test cricket. Like, you know, literally like what, 20 wickets falling in one day. Like at that point, you got to ask yourself, like, what's, what's really, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. They were saying the pitch was so green. The color of the pitch was so green. You couldn't differentiate between the actual grass. Like it was, you know, it was that, it was that much of a green pitch, right? So when you have that much grass on the pitch, like it's a bowler's paradise at that point, you know? Um, there were like balls kicking up of a good length, you know, Manus was just coming forward to defend and then it just pops and the, like he gets an edge so high, it almost goes over like second or third slip's head and they have to like pull their hands back. So, you know, at that point, even Ricky, even Ricky Ponting was like, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, Australia bowled well, you know, obviously getting South Africa out for what, 99. But then again, you know, Australia were 35 for four, chasing the 34 runs to win. So it... It's a it's a it's a it's a weird game. I think um, South Africa will obviously you know there's obviously issues with their batting as well, but they will obviously go back to the drawing board and they'll think okay what should we do in the next game? Um, obviously the MC, the MCG staff will be looking at that Gabba pitch and be like okay we don't want to make a pitch like that we got to make it even. So a lot of things that we can unpack there. But man, I'm so excited for this Australia. It's, it's going to be a good series. It'll be aggressive. I mean your thoughts. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. The series. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. It's a really It's it's a really good question you ask. I think there's so much like there there are so there's so much science and so much like uh you know like decision making that goes on with preparing a pitch like honestly like i feel like i'm not the right person to comment on it fully i've never prepared a cricket pitch in my life but obviously you know you got to find that right balance between making a pitch competitive but also not making it too lopsided towards one side right so for example um you know the, I, I know you don't like me mentioning this because we mentioned it for the past couple of episodes but you know, in the England, the the, the England Pakistan series, um, you know, the first test, the the ICC labeled that pitch as a really bad pitch as well. Okay, and yet England still won. So it's a weird one where like, do you blame the pitch or not, kind of thing. Um, but uh, you know, I guess Kira's got to got to look at the conditions. Got to look at they are, they even have to look at the teams that are playing. That's another thing. You know, like if you're gonna have two high quality teams playing, 
then if you make the pitch extremely favorable to the bowlers, then that pitch is probably not going to... It's not going to produce attractive cricket, right? Um, whereas if you have it, you know, whereas whereas if, like, one team has, like, all-star bowlers and the other team has, like, one-star bowler, then you've got to think, like, okay, well, I've got to make a pitch that is going to help both sides a little bit, you know? Um, creating a cricket pitch, there's a bit of an art to it. There's a bit of a skill to it. Um you know, and obviously when they do a good job, it, it pays off well. It's good, you know, it's good entertainment for the viewers. It's good, it's good revenue for the stadium. It, it benefits everybody, right? Um, and, you know, I think when they made that pitch at the Gabba, I feel like the curator wanted it to be a good contest for, for bat and ball, but I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe they just left a bit too much grass unintentionally. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pakistan. Yeah. Come on. It is. That's all right. That's all right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only for Nathan Lyon. Uh, only for Nathan Lyon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's interesting, right? Because it, because when in that first test between England and Pakistan, right, the pitch was blamed as poor because it was favouring the batsmen too much, right? And now in this Gabba test match, the pitch was again labelled as poor because it was favouring the bowlers too much. So, like, how do you find that correct balance that benefits, like, both batting and bowling, you know? Like, I don't know the answer to that. I've never prepared a pitch in my life. I honestly don't know how to analyse the pitch properly, fully yet. Um... But it's an interesting one, you know, like, like Shane Warne, Shane Warne said that a good pitch is a pitch where like the bowlers can get a lot of purchase off it, but at the same time, it's, it should be a pitch where if the batsmen spend enough time ba- uh, batting on it, they will also get some benefit out of it, right? So that's, that. you know, and often, you know, the SCG is often a pitch that's often described as like one of the best pitches um, because it favors spinners, but if you stay in, you can actually score big, big runs as well. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe the curators should have a chat with the blokes in Sydney and see what they're doing right. Who knows? But that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> yeah.
That's it. That's it. Except, except, <laughs> it's getting, it's getting late for you, Hasid. It's too, it's getting late for you. All right. It's just not working today. That's all right, mate. That's all right. <laughs> except, like, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, no. Look, I just want to quickly give a shout out to all our wonderful listeners, uh, people who have messaged me personally, us personally. Um, the feedback's been wonderful. Um, it's really funny because a lot of our listeners or people that have been listening in are people that don't actually follow cricket fully or they don't understand the game fully and yet they still listen to us. So we really respect that. And I guess it shows that we're doing something good. You know, we're kind of preaching the message of cricket and what a wonderful sport it is. But, uh, yeah, this is the last episode for 2022, uh, to all our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting us. Um, and you'll see us back in the new year for some more exciting uh, cricket chats. And I'm working uh, uh, very hard there, Hasith, to bring some guests on as well. So, um, yeah, we could have some, you know, we have some special interviews with a, with a couple of people uh, prominent within the sports media industry. So um, that's my sign-off. But uh, any final words from you with the uh, with, with this uh, lovely Christmas get-up we've got? <laughs> that's it. Yes. Stay safe. That's it. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2023. Goodbye for now. Stop recording. Love it. Love it. Love it.